the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. with me to the book of Joel chapter 2 verse 21. Let's read together one more. Be not, be not shouted, I'm not afraid. Say, be not, verse 21 please, fear not, O land, be glad. Fear not, O land, be glad, for the Lord will do, say it like you believe it. Fear not, O land, be glad, rejoice, for the Lord will do Say three times for the Lord who do, for the Lord who do, for the Lord who do, may the Lord manifest greatness in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. For the Lord will do great things. How many of us believe that God is a God of great things? God does great things. The Bible said He does wonders without measure. Our God is a great God who does great things. I like the song that sings. How great you are, how great you are. Praise God. Our God is a great God who does great things. And I want you to know in the coming year, God will do amazing things with your life. I said God will do amazing things with your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. He said, be not afraid, ye beasts of the field. For the pastures of the wilderness do spring. For the tree bear the fruit, the fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he had given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former and the latter rain in the first month. And the floor, the floor shall be full of wheat, and the fat shall overflow with wine and oil. Get ready for wine and oil. Yeah. Say, get ready for more wine and oil. Yeah. An overflowing dimension of wine and oil. Yeah. Oil is symbolic of a Holy Spirit. Wine is symbolic of a Holy Spirit. And in the coming year, there will be a flow of the Spirit in our midst. Somebody shout a better amen. Shout a better amen. But I like verse 21. Fear not, O Lord. Be glad and rejoice. For the Lord will do great things. Somebody say, the Lord will do great things. Say, my God will do great things. Alright, so I'm running with a series how to make 2022 great for yourself. How to make 2022 great for yourself. How to make 2022 great for yourself. Pastor, we are not in 2022 yet. Well, you are getting late then. If December 12th, you are still living full scale in this, uh, 2021, then you are running late. Turn to your neighbor and say, I hope you are not late. Good. So how do I make 2022 great for myself. The Bible said the Lord will do great things. 
The Lord will do great things. It's amazing that God can be doing great things and people are not even aware. That's why it's important that you also get to know God is doing great things. How do I make sure I participate or I take part or I receive my portion of the great things God is doing? In the book of Isaiah chapter 43 verse 18 and 19, he said, remember you know the former things, neither consider the things of old. For behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? So God can be doing new things and people are not seeing it. I do a new thing, it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I pray that that which God is said to do, you'll be a full partaker of it. I pray that you'll be a full partaker of it. Somebody, your amen is very sick. God will do great things. How do I participate? How do I make 2022 a great year for myself? How many of us really want to have a great 2022? I mean, I know that in many ways this year has been glorious and also for some of us, some of us have had challenges. But in spite of the challenges you have experienced, if you look at this text, he was telling them at the time they had been in servitude and captivity. He said, for the Lord will do great things. God never speaks to you about great things when you feel great about yourself. God always comes to you at a time when you are at your weakest end or weakest end. That's the time God begins to communicate greatness to you. Praise God. That's when God begins to communicate greatness to you. So you are a David. You are taking care of sheep at the backside of a desert. Never thinking that you will ever be celebrated. And then God looks out for you and says, Go to the house of Jesse. Anoint David. For I have chosen him to be a king over my people. He didn't look it. He didn't dream it, but God made it a reality for you. In the coming year, that which you don't look, God will suddenly make it happen for you. I said that which people cannot associate you with, God will just make it happen for you. Somebody shout a better amen. Now, now that's, that's how it's going to happen. In the coming year, I see people who are least likely to become somebody. All of a sudden, the Holy Ghost will just seize them and will raise them up. May you become one of such people. May you become one of such people. So greatness is awaiting you in 2022. Say greatness awaits me. In 2022. Greatness is my portion. In 2022. And I will not miss out. Shout an amen. Alright so how do I make 2022 great for myself? How do I? How do I? How do I? In the weeks ahead. We are going to consider a number of things. The first that we are considering this morning is to end 2021 great. Somebody say end 2021 great. That's, that's it. End 2021 great. Next week we'll look at dream great dreams. End 2021 great. End 2021 great. Why? Because scripture says how we end matters. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 8. He said, better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. Better is the end of a thing. Better is the end of a thing. When you are beginning a marriage, amazing things. People will go all out. They will shop. They will do all kinds of things. Buy all kinds of things. Sometimes the last week, some people simply will not sleep because of planning and all of that. But the Bible said the day of the wedding is not important as the marriage journey itself. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. 
all the euphoria, all the bruhaha, all uh, recently somebody got married and understand is the biggest. People marry and they are looking for which one is the biggest. Who cares? We are looking for which one endures the longest, not the one which, which is the biggest. Are you with me here? It's very important. Your priorities must be right. I mean, sometimes you meet people who should be planning on a moderate marriage and they want to be flamboyant. Foolishness is speaking. Why should I spend a fortune on a day when I have the future ahead of me? Pastor, are you saying we shouldn't have great weddings? Listen, whatever you spend in wedding should, on wedding should be a small microcosm of what you have down that you can secure the future. I'm not a pastor who advocates a great wedding to a stranded. I know I've sat in council people who have finished marriage and they are in debt, heavily in debt. Who are you trying to impress? Why should you marry in debt? I mean, Africans can do amazing things. You marry in debt? I thought you could start a business with a credit or some loan to start a business because you are looking at what profit are you going to get from the marriage? The wedding day after that, what profit are you getting? But people sometimes can foolishly budget. If this number of people come, I'll receive this number of offering, this amount of offering. And so, listen, listen. It is foolish people who budget on money that is in another person's pocket. That's what a foolish person does. How we start is good. We need to start well. I believe in great starting. But the Bible said, better is the end than the beginning thereof. If I don't believe in great starting, I will not be talking to you about 2022 when we have not even finished. But I also want you to understand that the end of the matter is more important. Great that you have started, you are married, but look at, start with the end in mind. Somebody say start with the end in mind. Why? Because that's how God is. The Bible says God declares the end of a thing Damn the, uh, from the beginning. He declares the end of a thing from the beginning. When he finishes, the Bible says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He finished it, then he began to start. In the first day, we are told, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Everything that was, he just did it. Then he began to start. Declared it. He declares the end of a thing from the beginning. Don't start a relationship and not see the end in sight. We are getting to know ourselves. Know yourself aware. Where is the direction of this relationship? I want to know you. You want to know what about me? After you have known about me, what will be the future? What is it that you really want to know? Tell me. Yeah. Don't allow people to waste your time and your life. That's all you have. You have one life. Somebody say one life. You have one life. I don't joke with Time, because time is life. Yeah, and you should not. When I wanted to marry this woman, I took her to Pardo Gardens. We didn't go to a Chinese restaurant. I took her to Pardo Gardens. We want to uh, try something. No, there's nothing like try. It's not a, I'm not in a boutique coming to try a shirt. I'm looking for a woman to marry and spend my life with. Am I communicating here? And so, and so, and so there are people in church who can be trying for three brothers, three sisters. And you are trying them all. Go to a car dealership and try them and pay for it. Don't come try human beings here. A human heart cannot be tried. If you play with a lady's heart, even if she doesn't curse you and pray against you, when she sobs within herself, it can go against you. Somebody say an amen. amen. So don't joke with your life. Well, I'm talking about end 2021. Great. How can I make 2022 great for myself? Number one, end 2021 great. Somebody say, end 2021 great. And by that, I mean that 
end the year ready and prepared to fulfill God's purpose for the coming year and maximize his blessings for your life. That's what I mean. When I say end 2021 great, that is what it means. It means end the year ready and prepared to fulfill God's purpose for the coming year and maximize his blessings on your life. Many people live for themselves only and themselves only. But God has not called you to live for yourself. He's called you to fulfill his purpose for your life. Somebody say an amen. amen. Yeah, you are not here to do your own thing. Jesus said in John chapter 6 verse 38, he said the son of man came from heaven not to do his own will, but the will of him that sent him. There's somebody who sent you here. You are not here by accident. You are here on divine assignment and purpose. And you must be living your life intentionally in active pursuit of that purpose and in active fulfillment of that purpose. That is why you have life. If you have a life and there is no purpose to the life, it's a wasted life. It was Martin Luther King who said that a man without purpose is not fit to live. So you have to be ready when the year ends you have to take an inventory of your life and that's what we'll be getting into end the year ready and prepared to fulfill god's purpose for the coming year and maximize his blessings on your life do you know that god blesses you every day are you sure are you really sure you know it if you really understood this and you really knew this you'll always be full of praises regardless of whatever satan is doing have you met a moody Christian? He has not recognized what God has done today for him. Is every day great? No, every day may not be great, but I choose to make every day great. Because every day God loads us with benefit. That's Psalm 68 verse 19. Somebody broke your heart. Somebody said something. Promised you money and failed you. Your car broke down. He's, listen, there are still benefit in the day for you. The Bible said, blessed be God who daily loaded us. Now translate it. Daily means weekly. Okay? When we do daily, what happens daily will go on to weekly. And what happens weekly will go on to monthly. What happens monthly will go on to yearly. In other words, this scripture can be said, blessed be God who yearly loads us with benefits. Do you get my point? Do you understand that? Uh -huh. You see, the high achievers don't live their lives in years. They live their lives in seconds. High achievers, outstanding people, great people, they don't live their lives in years. When your life is living days, you are late. When your life is living years, you're wasting time. You're wasting your life. That's why sometimes you can meet somebody who is very young, but has attained so much because when you seize time, you have seized your life. So that's it. You must end the year ready and prepared to fulfill God's purpose for the coming year and maximize his blessings for your life. And then number two, end the year wiser and stronger than you were in previous years. Somebody say, end the year wiser. Can you say it boldly? End the year wiser. You must end the year wiser and stronger. 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 End it wiser. There are some people, they are only going through the motions, never growing in wisdom. Listen, the principal currency of life is wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. The Bible says that wisdom is the principle and therefore get it. And with all thy getting, get understanding. When you go to school and you start a program and they tell you this is a major or this is a principal course, like uh, the, the BEC or SSC, one of the principal subjects is English. Now they are changing it. I heard them trying to do something very innovative and I felt it very smart. This uh, educational minister is quite smart. The fact that if you miss English, they will allow you to go to the university. 
because you pass all other subjects and then they will assist you to do it while you are in the university. That is a progressive nation. A nation that wastes its brains because you failed a course is a very bad nation. Somebody fails one course and is stagnated for one year. I remember a couple of years ago and thank God for Professor Andam. May God give us more of a revolutionary thinkers like him. When somebody trades one course, you have to stay one full year and come and write. When Professor Andam came, he said, that is stupidity. Changed it. And now when you finish, I, I don't know the prison, but I think now when you finish the, the semester or so, you can write and then you are gone. I mean, we waste a whole year because you failed one course. Do you know what people like Elon Musk and uh, Mark Zuckerberg, the kind of things they have failed in. Steve Jobs, the kind of failures they experienced. And they rose from the ashes of defeat and failure to become such celebrities and global icons and success. When a society doesn't understand success or failure and what to do with failure when it comes, it will always be behind. And I pray that this nation will see progress. Amen. Can somebody say an amen? amen. Say an amen. amen. Listen, every year you must end the year on a note of a higher dimension of wisdom. You may not get more money, but you must get more wisdom. The Bible says in Job 32 verse 7 to 9, he said, I said, days should speak. Multitude of years should teach wisdom. Pastor James, multitude of years. What the man was simply saying is that the, the more you accumulate years, the greater the wisdom you must accumulate. That's what he's saying here. Multitude of years should teach wisdom. But is it not interesting and amazing that sometimes you can see someone who is so old and yet so unwise? I didn't want to use that word. <laughs> so old, yet so unwise. And their choices and their decisions and their understanding, their view of life, everything is off. Why? Because, you know, you don't just grow in wisdom with age. You don't grow with wisdom in age. I wrote some here. Let me, let me share it with you. I think it will help you. Ali Bahadur said, one can become a fool without knowing, but one cannot never become wise without knowing. To be wise, one must be intentional about it. It takes a high level of intentionality to be wise. As for foolishness, you don't have to do nothing to be foolish. That's all. But to grow in wisdom, you have to be intentional about it. So if you meet anybody who is wise, there is something he's doing that is making him wise. There is something he's doing consciously and conscientiously that is making him wise. People don't become wise through osmosis. People don't get wisdom just by impartation. If I lay my hands on you, lay my legs on you, lay my body on you, but you have a head that is full of sand, that laying off of hands will not remove the sand. Am I communicating here? It's still sand that has been anointed. It's still sun that has had hands laid upon. I like the way you are quiet because this message is not supposed to bring that much excitement. There are other parts of the series that will generate excitement. But we are not there yet. So in the meantime, as we are taxiing about to take off, just cool down with me. You know, when you sit in the plane, it's about they say fasten your seatbelts. The way I started, you can see you need to fasten your seatbelts. So if you've not fastened, ask your neighbor, fasten your seatbelts. The question I have for you this morning, are you wiser? This is December 10th. Are you wiser today? When you look at your life, this year, would you say you are wiser than you used to be a year ago? 12 months ago, 
And now, how has your life been? Okay, so that's what I mean. Those are the two things I want you to appreciate. How can we end 2021 great? It's a question that we need to answer and that is what we are looking at. Socrates, the father of philosophy, said that an unexamined life is not worth living. Okay? An unexamined life is not worth living. An unexamined life. So this service is designed to give you some key questions that you would while you eat and drink, because, you know, uh, Christmas and December is a month of festivities. We eat and drink, we visit, and all of those things. I also want you to not just rejoice and be happy. I also want you to take time, reflect, and review your life. Somebody say, reflect, and review your life. Yeah, that's what Socrates said. He said, he said an unexamined life is not worth living, and I'm sure he got it from Scripture. Because scripture also says in second, uh, second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, he said, examine yourselves. Somebody say, examine yourselves. Examine. Say, examine yourselves. Examine. Yeah, examine yourselves. Examine yourselves. This is a scripture they have used to intimidate a lot of people. But examine yourselves. Whether you are in, you be in the faith, prove your own selves, know your own selves. How that Christ is in you, except you be reprobate. Examine yourselves. Somebody say, examine yourselves. So it's critical if you are going to end 2021 great that we examine our lives. How best can we end 2021 great by examining our lives? Somebody say, I'm ready for examination. Now listen, this examination is not the one from Wayek. You see, the cheapest or the easiest exam to pass is the one from Wayek or one of such people. Any exam that has passed questions should be easy to pass. Yeah, because there are references. But when you are about to face an exam that is unprecedented, you need gargantuan preparation. Praise the Lord. Yeah, because you don't have that background. And the Bible says, examine yourselves. Why is it critical we evaluate? The word examine means to evaluate to audit, to take an inventory, take stock, and check out in detail. That's what it means. When you go to court, uh, you are cross-examined. You present your matter, and then the lawyer also cross-examines you to ask you questions, to know whether you stand by your convictions or not. That's what it means. Examine yourselves to investigate in order to come out with sensible, logical, pragmatic decisions that can take your life forward. Are you glad you are in church this morning? I'm not spoiling your Christmas for you. I'm helping you to make the Christmas better. There are some expenditures you may not have to do this Christmas if you examine your finances. You are already sending Momo. You, are, you, are, you have called somebody abroad to send you something to spend for Christmas. You have not checked out how much the flow that came to you, how you have spent it. You don't even know that. But you are about calling for them to send something. Three reasons why evaluation. Somebody say evaluation. Personal, and I mean personal evaluation. The Bible says examine yourselves. It's critical. One is because God evaluates us. Somebody say God evaluates us. Then there's a need for you to evaluate yourself because God evaluates us. In the book of Psalms 20 says, verse 2. He said, examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my rings and know my heart. Examine me. God examines us. God examines us. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 10. He said, I the Lord, I set the heart and I examine the mind. God is an examiner. Somebody say God is an examiner. 
One day there was a king in Babylon who was examined and when they examined him, he was found to be wanting. When you are examined, may you not be found to be wanting. Daniel 5.27 Tekel, you have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. When you are examined, may you not be found wanting. When you examine your finances, may you not be found wanting. When you examine your marriage, may you not be found wanting. When you examine your spiritual life, may you not be found wanting. Somebody give me a believing amen. amen. Number two, because people evaluate us. Do you know people evaluate us? Are you with me here? People evaluate us. If you are in school, your teachers will evaluate you. And if you are not even in school, normal, your own life, personal life, there are people who are checking up on you. You don't know. They are checking up on you. And they can tell whether you are making progress or not. Now, if people, other people whose business is not your business, can make it their business to take interest and delight in you by examining and checking you out, you better take serious interest in your own life. Are you with me here? So you have to understand that one God evaluates us. The Bible said, my answer, First Corinthians 9, verse 3, my answer to them that examine me is this. Number three, because scripture enjoins us to evaluate ourselves. Somebody says scripture enjoins us. Yeah, the Bible says examine yourselves. God instructs us to examine ourselves. As the year is coming to an end, you have to sit down with your wife and examine your marriage. Danny Prisla, while you are here, you sit down. Yeah, the past one year, how has it been? What have I done right? What can I do better? That is a person who is committed to making continuous progress and will not be a victim of stagnation. Are you with me here? Evaluate. Evaluate. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 28, it said, but let a man examine himself. Let a man. Somebody say a man. Let a man, let a woman examine himself. This is one scripture they have used in some uh, Pentecostal Orthodox churches to frighten people from the communion table. Yeah. When they are about to serve people communion, then they bring a long list. If you are in any of these categories, don't come. If you don't read your Bible, eh, people will indoctrinate you and lead you astray. What does the Bible say? Let a man he did not say let the church, let the pastors, let a man examine himself. Nobody has a right to determine who can come to the lost table, except that person. Except where? That person. That person. And even that person, when he has matured to who he is, he is really in Christ. He cannot be stopped by nothing. So examine yourselves. And I want you to do an honest assessment of your life. That's what I want to encourage you to do. An honest assessment. Somebody an honest assessment. Look at what the Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 3 to 5. He says, for if a man think himself to be something, please follow this because most of the time when it comes to matters like this, people lie to themselves. This year has been great. Oh, 2021 it has been awesome year. In what way has the year been great? Sit down and review it. Financially, has it been great? No, that is even the, the, the low side. Spiritually, has it been great? This is your on and all prayer life. This is your once a month church service attendance. Has the year been great? You see? <laughs> you will end up like a rich fool when you think that when you have made money, 
it means you have made progress. You are rich fool. You can make a lot of money and still be set back in life in many important areas of your life. That's why wise people, they place premium, not on material things, but on the intangibles of life. They are more valuable. The Bible says, Solomon was the wisest and the richest. What did he say? He said, happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that gets the understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver. And the gain thereof than fine gold. She said, he says, he's more precious than rubies. And all the things thou can desire cannot be compared to her. What can you desire? Money. What can you desire? A, a great house. What can you desire? If this is the travel abroad. The Bible says it cannot be compared in value to wisdom. Somebody say an amen. amen. Here he says, for if a man thinks himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Is it possible? Yes, it's possible. Otherwise, scripture will not say it. You can think you are spiritual when you are very carnal. You can think that you are a great husband when you are a failing husband. You can think you are a great pastor when you are a failing pastor. You can think you are a great student when you are a failing student. You can think and deceive yourself as a great business person when you are a failing business person. Am I communicating somebody at all? You can think. That's why you need to reflect on your life. Because when you don't reflect on your life, you can simply deceive yourself. He said, for if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, you have no wet life. All through the year, there wasn't any time where you were consistent even with your devotional time in the word of God. And you are sitting here thinking, all is okay. This year has been awesome spiritually. Really? What are your markers? What are your performance review indicators? What are they? Never deceive yourself. There was a church that deceived itself. Look at this. Revelation chapter 3 verse 14 to 19. He said, and to the church of the angel of the Laodiceans. Right. These things say yes. Amen. The faithful and the true witness. The beginning of the creation of God. Now follow you. Wait. Take me back please. Take me back. He said, these things say next year as God gives me grace I'll look at, I'll teach you on the seven churches. But this is what the Bible says. These things say it. The amen. Amen means let it be so. The faithful, the true witness, it means whatever he says is true. So if this person is giving a testimonial of you, you can be sure it's dito dito. You don't have to debate him. There are some, I, I remember many years ago, many years ago, many years ago, many years ago, when the school, I think it's about, it should be about 10 to 11 years ago, there was a lady who used to come to our church. Then she used to stay far away on the, uh, what do you call it, Cockabin Road. So that you will know where I'm talking about. And who I'm talking about. Just in case you know the person. Uh-huh. So whether it's uh, Bofodu or Trede, you don't know. But the person used to live around that area. And then we used to visit Sunday after service. You know, we went there. This person had not come to church for weeks. We went there to visit the person. And when I went, it's very uncharacteristic of me, but... That day, I was so bored and I just felt that I needed to confront her, her truants in church attendance and all of those. I told her, listen, woman, you have to be very careful. Your spiritual life is growing. I said, pastor, don't talk to me like that. Pastor, don't talk to me like that. The fact that I'm not coming to church does not mean that I'm down. You know what? In just three months after our visit, she was pregnant without a spouse. Listen, when you go to hospital and your doctor tells you there's this challenge you have, do you, don't talk to me like doctor. Don't talk to me like that. Your lawyer looks at you. He said, "This case is a foolish case. Drop it." Lawyer, 
Don't talk to me like that. I must win my case. Go carry on and win. That's it. He said, this is the true witness. True witness. You can have energy for everything. When it's time for midweek service, he said, you are tired. You are resting. But when Chelsea and Manchester come on the screen, all your energy comes alive. You, you, you think that is not carnality. You think that is not uh, backsliding. And you are here deceiving yourself and all, saying all kinds of things. No, no, no. He who is a true witness. Go to verse 15. Let's go, 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 go. Verse 15. Let's run now. He said, I know your works. Somebody say, I know your works. I know your works. That you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. You know, God is gracious and merciful. He said, I want to know you are cold. Admit that this year has been really bad spiritually. Lord, I come to you, you know, the publican. The Bible says he put his hand on his chest and said, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. That's not the time to know. Listen, this year, I've never had a great spiritual year. Really? Really? He says, I wish you were cold. If you are cold, my mercy will speak for you. If you are hot, my grace will still be abundant for you. So, whichever way. But I don't want you trying to deceive me because you cannot deceive me. You can only deceive yourself. The Bible said, be not deceived. God is not mocked. The only person you can deceive eh, is not others. You cannot deceive God. You cannot deceive others. You can only deceive yourself. It was Bob Marley. One of the great icons of, eh, in fact, the, the reggae musician. The father of reggae. He said, you can fool the people sometimes. But you can't fool all the people all of the time. In other words, you can deceive some people sometimes, but you can deceive people every time. No. So self-deception can only happen in your life, not in other people's case. Somebody say an amen. amen. I know your works. You are no cold or hot. 16. So then, because you are neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Verse 17. Because you say, and as I'm preaching, some people are saying things in their heart. That's what he said. He said, because you say, I am rich. I have become wealthy. I have need of nothing. Then he says, but you do not know you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind and naked. Can you see that? That's a person who is working in self-deception. So we are talking about self-examination. Rather than humbling yourself, we you know that you have, been, you have been taken on the prayer page, leaders, when we are praying or this. But you just take and go and sleep. That's all you've been doing. And while you are taking, you are actually brushing your teeth. You are not praying. They just woke you up and you are using the time to sort yourself out. You know, pray. Can we be honest? He said, I wish. He said, you say you have become, have need of nothing, and you do not know. The Bible talks about that a number of things that deceives people. One of the things that deceives people, success. Number two is money. Money deceives people. Money deceives people. The Bible talks about the deceitfulness of riches. Money is good. I love money. Praise God. As long as money does not take God's place in my heart, it's okay. I know the place of money. Money is under my feet, not in my heart. Money is great under your feet, worse in your heart. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Yes, yeah. If you have money and you can't give, money is in your heart. You struggle with tight, you struggle with first fruit. Money is in your heart. When money is under your feet, you work on it. I'm not communicating here. There is no amount of money that God will tell me. My son, I need it, and I will struggle with it. No, not once. Praise God. Not once. And God has spoken to me about some money. Praise God. At least at my present level, he's spoken to me about some offerings. 
God will tell you, drop 10,000 or uh, 50,000 or 20,000 and you are struggling with it. How can a harvest of a million enter your hands? Because until a seed leaves your hand, there is no way a harvest is inside. Are you with me here? It's critical. He said, you don't know your state. He says, I counsel you. Somebody say, I counsel you. Look at verse 18, I counsel you. This morning is counsel. I'm speaking to you as your pastor. I'm speaking to you as your father. And I'm bringing you counsel. To buy from me gold refined in the fire. That you may be rich. He says, that you may be rich. Why remain that you may be clothed? That the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. Anoint your eyes with eyes out that you may see. Are you here? Alright. As I get ready to close the service, let's look at four questions that can help you evaluate your life in 2021. How can you end 2021 great? Four questions that I will put some sub-questions under them, but these are the four questions. Number one, have I become a better Christian now than I was last year? Have I become a better Christian now than I was last year? Don't lift up your hands and say, Pastor, yes, no. Answer it in your heart, between you and God. Jesus told Peter, John 21 verse 15, he said, he spoke of him, do you love me more than this? Do you love me? Have you grown in your love for God this year than it has been? Every year, you are expecting to grow in many areas of your life. But one of the most important areas you must grow is your love for God. Somebody say, my love for God. He said, do you love me more than this? Then he said, feed my sheep. Because there are some things that are called more than this. Somebody say this. Say this. Yeah, there are other things that are competing for God's place in your life. Do you love me more than this? You can love those things, all right? Love your wife, love your children, love your work, love your career, love your profession, love everything. But the guiding line is more than this. When you love your wife more than God, you may lose her very soon. Listen, let me tell you something. Eh? If you don't want God to take anything away from you, don't love it too much than you love him. Do you understand what I'm saying? God has a weakness. His weakness is coming after anything that competes for his place in your life. That's his weakness. You shall have no other God before me. You, are, you shall have no other God before me. So, between me and this uh, wonderful woman, God comes before her. Praise God. Because the moment she comes before God, oh, <laughs> in no time. You know why God went to Abraham for Isaac? Because they were very cool. God was very cool with Abraham. Until Isaac came, God was very cool. Abraham, look, every time, God was cool. Anytime he needed Abraham's attention, he was there, right on time. But when Isaac came, ah, baby, baby, little boy, don't cry, baby, little boy. Every time, Abraham has no time for God. Abraham has no, listen, I have, one of the people I have great respect for in our church are nursing mothers who are still available to serve. People who are children, young children, and are willing to still serve. Yeah. yeah. People give birth, and they don't go on holiday from their work. After three months, they resume their work. Circular work. But they want to be on suspension from kingdom work for how many years? Two years, three years. You are kana. You don't have value for spiritual things. You don't know what is important in life. Whatever measures you are putting in place that is making you go for this one, you can put the same measures in place. There are people who marry and the marriage alone, since they married, everything about them has changed. 
commitment to God, commitment to church. That's carnality. You were just using God. You were looking for a marriage and you've gotten it now and God knows it. He says, do you love me more than this? Many Christians are only Christians in name but not in needs. Look at this. Listen. In the last days, the Bible talks about three things that will compete for the love of God in your life. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. He said, This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Then he begins to talk about it. He said, Men shall be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. So, lovers of themselves. People love themselves. Do you know that? Oh, do you know that? Is it not this generation that has selfie? Huh? Selfie is selfish. That's all. Where you are there, many years ago, you see, the. The world is increasingly becoming antisocial. Things that you used to need people to do for you, now you can do it all by yourself. That's why we don't have value for people. We don't have value for relationships. So a couple can be seated at home and they are not talking. They are on their phones. You have become a robot. That's who you are. You have become. There are marriages that are struggling because of mobile phone. If the husband will just throw away the mobile phone when he comes home, he will have a sweet home. If their wife would, would tell the husband, listen, this TV, we have had enough of it. Let's take this TV out of this house. They will have a sweet union. We are relating to inanimate objects, inanimate stuff. And the human beings who are close to us. I mean, go take the average, you go for a lunch, dinner with them. And by the time we realize, after one, two, three talk, oh, I mean, this is a generation where people don't know how to even engage a person in a conversation. Over the years, I'm, I, I have had concerns to teach people how to be able to connect. They don't know how to relate, connect with people, win friends and influence people. They don't know. All they know is what's happening. Facebooking. That's not life. That's a waste of time. Can you be in church? There's a, but somebody you have seen. Many, every time you come to church, you see the person. You have not spoken to the person. Never. You don't know how to relate. I don't know, Pastor. I feel that when I speak to them, there will be some way. No, you are some way. It's not there who will be some way. You are some way. And fix your some wayness before it's too late. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. The Bible says in the last day, people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, busters, proud, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Go on, go on, go on, verse 4. Traitors, hair tongue, hearty. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. So every year you want to review your life. This is the last days we live in. And to know where you stand in the last days, it will be a test of love. The test of love. Am I loving God more or am I loving him less? Because every time you are loving God less, you are loving something more. And that puts you in a catastrophic anger. May the Lord have mercy. So check your life. When it comes to number one, there is a checklist you want to look at. Number one, have I become a better Christian now? Check your life. The first checklist is the fruit of a spirit. Somebody said the fruit of a spirit. Are you becoming more loving or are you becoming more edgy and excellent? Yeah. Are you becoming more irritating? Very difficult for people to hang around. Because when the fruit of a spirit comes, we see love, we see peace, we see... That's what we see when the fruit of a spirit is in place. So that's the first thing, the fruit of a spirit. You have to scale your life every time you review your life. If you are growing and becoming a better Christian, eh? uh, Leslie, you will see that you are becoming more patient with people. You are becoming more loving. You are becoming more forgiving. I mean, a Christian who struggles with forgiveness, maybe he's not a Christian in the first place. Can I talk to you? 
A Christian who struggles with forgiveness is not a Christian in the first place. Because a true Christian is a forgiving person. <laughs> to become a Christian, you are forgiving. How can you be forgiving and you are struggling to forgive another person? So if you have truly been forgiven, and by the way, what you were forgiven is heavier than what you are, anybody has done against you. This thing that you are struggling, I can't forgive him. Uh, it's too hard. Listen, what we did against Christ, he knew no sin. He was made to be sin for us. They chose Barabbas, who was a sinner, a murderer by profession, and replaced him. They chose an innocent person who was all clean, all pure. And they sacrificed him for us. That is what happened. And still on the cross, the people who did that against him, he could lift up his hands and say, Father, forgive them. And when you accepted him and made him your Lord, that same person came to live in you. This time, not as Christ Jesus, but as God the Holy Spirit. And the Bible said, the love of God is shared abroad in our heart, but the Holy Ghost who dwells in us. And if the Spirit of God dwells in you, how are you struggling to forgive? The mess you have gone through in 2021, the prayers that have not been answered, all the wahala you've gone through. Could it be that it's because you're harboring something against one? Is it your wife? Is it your friend? Is it? Could it even be me? <laughs> it's amazing. You'll be shocked. People who are in church and are offended in the pastor. <laughs> it's amazing. Number two, spiritual disciplines. So number one, fruit of a spirit. Number two, spiritual disciplines. And spiritual disciplines, I'm looking at your word life. Somebody say your word life. The Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by everywhere which proceeds out of the mouth of God. Your word life. Jeremiah chapter 15 verse 16. He said, your word were found and I did eat it. And it was unto me joy and rejoicing of my heart. Your word life. How much of the word of God do you have in you? You want to marry. Do you know everything God says to a husband? Have you taken your time to go through the scripture and found out how a wife according to scripture is supposed to be? Not the one who knows how to dress and look petition. No, that is not a wife. A wife is the one who is able to dress herself with a, an ornament of a peace and a quiet spirit, which in the sight of God is of great price. That is a wife. Not the one who has a long gun. Not the one who has made up and made up and made back and made everywhere. No, 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 no. Am I communicating here? That's not a wife. It's one who is clothed with Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. The Bible said, I said, uh, charm is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman who fears God, she shall be praised. So that is the word of God. Say, uh, me, I'm moody, I'm moody. Listen, moody, 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 moody. You are not the moody. Go to the scriptures. Find out the scriptures. The Bible said the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. When you stay in the word of God, you can never feel hopeless. Am I communicating to you? Can I tell you something? I've been in hopeless situations. Oh. Me, I am a hustler. I have seen life. I have seen life. It started when I was in classes. Last two weeks or so, I was telling you a bit about it. I've seen life. I wasn't supposed to, but God needed me to go through that experience. Yeah. 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 How I love thy love. Some of you, it's how I love fried rice. How I love kebab. But David said, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all day. 
I think about your word. I give priority to your word. That's key. This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it. Number two, your prayer life. Somebody say my prayer life. Bible says men ought to always pray and not to faith. Praying always with all prayer. Number three, your fellowship life. How regular, consistent are you in fellowshipping with the saints? Your evangelistic life. The Bible said, preach the word, be instant in season. How can you be an ambassador and the whole year you have not done something in the interest of your, uh, your home country? They will recall you very soon. Been living your life just by yourself. The Bible said, to wait that God was in Christ, reconciling the word unto himself, and has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. That's the ministry you have. How many people have been reconciled to God this year? How many people are in church today because you took it, personal interest in their lives, and you decided that this year they must be established or not? Of course, your service, your service and devotion. The Bible says, God is not unrighteous, so forget your work. And your labor of love, your labor of love. Some of us are too busy. We have time for everything except anything that will help build the church, build one another, and help advance the cause of Christ. Your service. The Bible says in the book of Colossians, chapter 4, verse 17, he says, and said to Archippus, take it to the ministry which you have received and fulfill it. Receive grace to fulfill your ministry. Young man, you are in church. You are not in any service unit. You just come and sit and go. Young man, young man. When Timothy, as a young man, was told to be an example, young man, rejoice. When he says, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. And you just come and go. Choir, no. Ashes, no. And you are just walking about. <laughs> it's your giving life. Somebody say, You're giving life. You're giving life. You're giving life. The Bible said, As you know, it is more blessed to give than to receive. That's what the Bible says. And in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 7, he says, but as you abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, you know, he says, make sure that you abound in this grace also. As you abound in everything, abound in giving, generosity, the liberal soul shall be made fat. Every year, you must make a personal commitment to give to God in a year more than you did the year before. Every year, that's my personal principle. I give to God this year, 2021. I have given to God more than I ever gave to God in the years past. I know it. Why? Because I know where my offering used to be. When Sunday offering used to be when we were in the school. And I know how much I give. Sunday in service as an offering. Every year. Every year. So if my level changes and you are jealous, you can be jealous till you die. Nothing no, 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 it will not. Uh, I, I can't be bothered by your jealousy. No. There's someone greater who is doing the blessing. And the Bible said Isaac began to prosper and continued prospering until he was very prosperous. And the Philistines envied him. Philistines envied him. Philistines envied him. That's true. Number two, has my life become better this year than I was last year? Has my life become better? Honest assessment of your life. The path of the just is like a shining light that shines more and more. Is your life better? Have you made progress? Or you have just become stagnated or it regrets? Because every year, you can be in one of three places. One, progress. Two, stagnation. And three, retrogression. There is nothing that ever remains the same. 
You are either going forward or you are going backwards or you are there's not there's no stationary position in life. Have you made progress? Isaac began to prosper and went on prospering. Am I wiser now than I was a year ago? That's critical. Am I making better decisions today than I did previously? You made bad relationship decisions year after year, and this year has not been different. May the grace of God help you. Somebody say an amen. You've been making wrong, bad job decisions. Money is your leader. Money is your determinant factor. So you don't place value on loyalty, commitment, and skill acquisition. All you want is money. If I come to work for you, I must earn this much. Sometimes what we earn is not money. It's experience. It's unique skill that brings us to a certain state in life. Somebody say an amen. When Joseph interpreted the young man's dream in the listen, he was not paid anything. But he was sharpening his gifts. He was sharpening his gifts. In Potiphar's house, he wasn't paid much. In the prison, he wasn't paid much. But when that gift became sharp, and Pharaoh met him, he said, listen, we have said everywhere, we've not gotten someone as valuable as you are. And one opportunity brought him to the throne. 2022, you will get an opportunity that will shoot you to global fame. I said, an opportunity will come your way that will shoot you to global fame. Now listen, what God is said to do with us in 2022, eh? if he doesn't move some people up, like quantum jump, move you from where you are to like something like 10 years ahead, that cannot be accomplished. And God is going to do that. Yeah, and he will do it with you. Some, some strange lifting. All of a sudden, you will hit international arena. Somebody shout an Amen. You're making a wrong decision. You're making the best of decisions. One right decision can move you forward. One wrong decision can also bring you backwards. And the two we find in the prodigal son. One wrong decision brought him down. One right decision. That shows you the power of decision. You'll be making the right decisions. Many are aging in life. Few are truly growing. Have you grown spiritually this year? Have you grown mentally this year? Have you grown emotionally this year? Your temper has been hot for the past five years. May I tell you something? <laughs> I think you need to increase your wisdom. Your temper must be cooling down. If you are very hot-tempered, it must be cooling down with time. It should not get hotter with time. Grow. It means you need emotional growth. Emotional what? Emotional. You have to grow emotionally. How you process health. Many want to be great. They don't know how to process health. You will be hurt. Oh. Can I prophesy to you? You will be hurt. It's a prophecy. And it's not for me. It's from scripture. Your wife will hurt you. Your friends will help you. Even church. Pastor can hurt you. Church members. Oh me. They have done it to me too many times. I don't see it. I forgive you. I live in advanced forgiveness. Before you hurt me, I know you will hurt me. And I forgive you before you hurt me. So when it happens, I'm not surprised. And I cannot be bitter against you. You will be hurt. But when you are not emotionally mature, you can't process hurt. There are people who get hurt, uh, maybe by Pastor James, and then they spread it across every other person who was not part. That's an emotional baby. Have I become more impactful this year? Somebody say, have I become more impactful? Look at your life. Have you become more impactful? Have you become more impactful this year? You are the sword and the light of the world. Do you know that anywhere you go, you must influence? Somebody say, I'm an influence. Shout it, I must influence. 
You are ordained for the top. Listen, refuse not to settle for the bottom. Your place is the top. He said, Bible said, we have been raised in Christ. We are made to sit far above principalities and powers. Our place is the top. Listen, whatever it is God has committed to your hands, see yourself at the top in it. If it's music ministry, see yourself at the top in it. Preaching ministry, see yourself at the top in it. If it is academia, see your the zenith. That's what you are looking at. I've had to relearn a lot of things and continue to learn. I'm always learning how to preach because I want to preach to the zenith of myself. Am I complicating it? Never. There is no sermon I preach that I am completely satisfied with. The more I preach, the more unsatisfied I feel about it. Because I must be, get better. You are ordained for impact. Global impact. Amen. Somebody say, I'm ordained for global impact. Daniel, they say when they were found to check, they were found to be 10 times better. You know what it means for somebody to be 10 times better? That's 10 times 10 is 100%. That means it was excellent. Max. Sharp. There was no error whatsoever. You can become that kind of person. Somebody say, I am that kind of person. Yeah. Don't let this African thinking limit you. Yeah. The same blood that flows through white and black. The same Lord over all is rich unto all them. The Bible says God is not a respecter of persons. Joseph in a strange land was raised. They said, can we find a man as impactful as Joseph? And all of a sudden, he was made. I see you coming to that place of prominence. You are coming into that place of prominence in the mighty name of Jesus. As I close, as I close, what areas of my life do I need to work on more to make 2022 a great year for myself and others? What area? Somebody say, what area? So please, this service is designed for you to go and review your life. What area of my life? The way I talk to people. Do I talk to people where? Or when I speak, people are angry. They want to box me. Yeah. My business. Do I report to work on time? You think it's a demon chopping your money. You don't have budget for anything. You spend as you go. Pay as you go. You buy credits. And you spend and spend and spend. You are not operating in the business. But every month, 50 CDs is on credit. What are you doing? You are wasting your life. What areas of my life do I need to work on? And priority is key. Your spiritual life. Your marriage or your relational life. Your professional or your career life. It's my prayer and uh, desire that 2021 will end well for you. As you reflect on it, it will end glorious for you. And as it ends glorious for you, you move from glory to glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, welcome to the best phase of your life. Listen, anybody who will go the journey with us, 2022 will be an amazing year for you. Anybody who honestly, this we have just begun it. Anybody, stop on your feet. Anybody who will honestly stand in this place with us, 2022 will be your best of the year. Will be your best year ever. Lift up your voice and begin to speak to God. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020422. 5790 or email us at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our services at our headquarters church from 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, which is our Excel service, and from 8.45 a.m. to 10.45 a.m. for our second service, which is our celebration service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santasa Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Every time I